0: So, my brother Lodge, welcome to Be Great with Nate to my podcast, man. I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a couple months, but I think it's actually it may be better that you're on now than before,
1: right? What do you? Think? Yeah, because we got yeah, because we got a lot to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we had a lot to talk about before, I feel like now we can really dive in and um, yeah, and share a lot. So I'm excited. 100. percent Since I met you, I just told I just said this to you
0: before we started recording before I met you, I had so many questions for you, but I'm like, I'm gonna hold these questions. I kind of want him on my podcast. And when I first started my podcast, I released it early uh, 2020, around March. And I met you about two, three months later. And I was like, oh, this can be like my first live podcast person to come and do the interview with me. But um, for some reason, time kept on getting in a way. And I've, it, it played out to be better now because I'm in a better place in my life and you're in a way better place in your life right now too. So when I first met you, we can just, uh, so the audience knows, when I first met you, I met Elijah in a park,
1: he had a puppy, Nelson. How's the pup? Yeah. Oh, yo, puppy's good, man. He's uh, he's all grown up, you know, he's a man now, <laughs> he's a little man, he's still still small, but you know, he's a little
0: man. <laughs> yeah, man, so uh, Re and I were walking in a park and we saw you and Michelle, your fiance, and, we saw you guys with the puppy and I was like, I kind of want to stop and let because I had a puppy. Um, I have two puppies, and I was like, I want my puppy to play with his puppy so he can, you know, feel comfortable. And then as soon as we like came together and we started talking, I think we kicked it right off, man. Yeah. And yeah, you come by as so humble, um, very laid-back dude and smooth. If I had to name you from, you know, just the outside view. Um, that's the that's what I saw when I first met right. you. And then from there, we probably saw each other three, four times a week in a park in uh, yeah. Los Angeles and hung out and had some deep talks. Yeah. But there was a talk I remember, I don't know if you remember this talk. I remember this talk, um, one day we were talking about social media. Um, right. I was in the park and we were talking about social media. and We both have a same belief when it comes down to social media on yeah. like how there's a lot of faking going on, right? And I, I was telling you, I was like, yo, I, I'm telling you right now, I went through that same stage and I still go through it, but I have to entertain the other end of the, you know, the gate or the spectrum of, if there's so much negativity on there or fakeness, how you know, how can I bring some realness to it? And I remember you and I just talking like real deep and we talked about marketing and things like that, because you're yeah. you're a coach as well. And then um, and then out of nowhere, you, you told me you had to go back to Canada, and that kind of like broke my heart a little bit. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yes. And it yeah. was so weird. I did not want to say goodbye when you invited us outside and you had like your little picnic or thing, you know, goodbye party. It was like yeah. very weird. Meanwhile, this is all during the quarantine, right? <laughs> so long story short, <laughs> you go back, you end up going back to Canada yeah. and um, you and I stood, you know, in touch. And um, out of nowhere, I go on Instagram and I see this video you put up personally. Yeah. And the video was just super swagged out. You put up a couple of videos. You put a, a video up for Black Justice, uh, for yeah. Black Lives Matter. And that was very powerful. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is fire, man. And I saw you bringing the positivity to the Instagram. And I was like, oh, this guy, he's, he, this guy's a beast. But then one day yeah. I go on Instagram and I start seeing people I grew up with start reposting your vo- one of your videos. Really? And I was like, hold on, what is going on? And it was the one that went viral. Yeah. And um so tell me tell me what happened that day. Tell me the idea behind the video of you going
1: viral. Yeah, so I'll I'll start with a little bit back before the video. So basically, you know, skating, like I told you, I've been skating for about 20 24 years of my life and, you know, skating is such a it's such a tight box, it's a mold you have to fit in. And for someone like me, biracial dude, um, you know, it, it never felt authentic. It never felt real. I had to conform to what um, to what skating wanted me to be, and um, and for the longest time I lived in that space. And and again, it's like looking back, I realized part of it is because of the lack of representation in the sport. You know, there's not a lot of people that look like me that are successful in the sport. I, in my time, there was no one. I couldn't look up to one person that looked like me and and could say, you know, I want to be like this dude because this guy's successful, and you know, and I I believe I can do it as well. And so that led me to then you know not have a sense of identity, you know, not embrace the things that were unique about me. Um, And again, like try to fit in uh, and fit that box of, you know, the white, European uh, elitist kind of environment that figure skating is um, and I did that for years and and there was a time where I you know I, I started realizing that you know I I, I want to be true to myself I want to be authentic I want to be different and and I got inspired by this one guy you know the first time I saw a black male figure skater skate it blew my mind because I was like damn this dude is doing things in ways that I've never, seen anyone do before and he's popping and he's skating to he's doing some hip-hop he's doing things that I'd never seen before and it was so cool it was so good that I was like damn that's what I want to do and that's the direction that I want to take and so that's kind of you know when I started shifting my perspective and wanting to really you know be more authentic to what I like and how I want to do things and so forward years later you know i retired from the competitive world and I, I i joined tours i tour around the world and then covid happens and i'm you know i i've been starting to dive deeper into you know this part of me that's artistic and 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 the part of me that likes to perform um but then covid happens and i'm you know i'm not skating you know all of us i mean we met you know yeah. it was like when we met it was like i hadn't skated in I don't know how many months, you know. Mm-hmm. I was telling you, I'm out of shape. You got to put me back in mm-hmm. shape. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So, you know, it, that's the space that I was in. But then when we came back to Canada, um, you know, and it started winter started coming around and outdoor rings starting to be a thing um my fiance and i michelle and i we just started realizing that you know we should start making videos and we should start doing it in our own way and doing it the way that that i want to do it and and for it to be different and to start being that representation for um young kids you know black indigenous people of color you know to to be able to look at someone and say okay this guy's successful and i think i can do it as well and so we started making those videos and it started with you know rihanna uh rihanna's verse on on lemon and i you know i vibed with the song so much i've been vibing for it for for years and um and the concept was basically just around like you know i haven't skated in a while um but i'm excited to get back on the ice there's nowhere for me to skate all the rinks are closed um where else can i go well here in canada we have outdoor rinks in every every corner every street has an outdoor rink so we kind of went on a search to find a rink and we found one and Next thing you know, I'm throwing backflips and and doing a little crip walk and heel toe and and uh, and and that day that day was actually pretty uh, incredible because you know I wasn't expecting to receive um, you know that type of engagement. Um, I remember right before filming the video. Um, actually I'll go back to our conversation, you know, mm-hmm. our conversation. I do remember that conversation about social media. And one of the things that I felt like I didn't, I didn't want to engage with social media because I felt like, um, there was so much, you know, fakeness out there yep. that I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know how I would, you know, how I would portray my authenticity, even though I wanted it to be real, but how does, you know, how is that different than from someone else that's doing something? Um, but is not based in authenticity. And so, mm. you know, that's when I kind of went back and just started diving deeper into the, those thoughts and sitting with myself. And, and it was really what, what I came to the realization is that what's authentic about me is like the way I skate, how I skate and my message, my story, what I want to share with the world. And, and Instagram is like a, a, a massive brain that has negative things, it has positive things. And, you know, and, and if you can feed that brain, that positivity, um, you know, then then people will connect with it, and that's what people are going to see. And and what I'm realizing is, with all these videos, it's like, you know, yes, people like the backflips. Yes, people like the dancing. They like the skating. But I think what they're connecting most with is is the 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 truth behind what I do and the the intention behind what I do. Um, and I think that's really the 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 biggest gift I think that I could receive is that I know that I'm you know I'm doing the right thing. My path is right. My intentions are right. And that's mm-hmm. what people are truly connecting with. And it's connecting to an audience that had never watched skating before, mm-hmm. you know? So if 100%. someone doesn't watch skating, they don't necessarily understand the technical side of things. But well, what they're going to connect with is if it feels right for them. And if it feels right, then they'll connect with it. And, and, and the majority of this audience that I, um, that I was able to connect with has been outside of the figure skating world. And I think that's uh, it's a, it's, it's huge.
0: It definitely is. I have, I have cousins and friends and family members from all over the world literally repost your videos, like not repost them on their story, like put it on their Instagram. Wow. And I had a cousin, she's going to be, she probably will be listening to this. I had a cousin who reposted your video and wrote like a deep message, like this big, and wow. um and just said how proud she is to see, you know, for the audience that is listening, is like, I'm half black and half white, you know, and I'm biracial as well. You know, and it's from my black side, they were like, it, it's powerful to see a young black man do something like this in a sport where it's not popular. And she just yeah. wrote like this deep message with it. Wow. And I just made a comment and I said, you know, Lodge is a friend of mine. If you thought this was amazing, his talent on the ice, you'll see, you'll know that he's even a better person when you meet him because he's one of the you know greatest humans I've ever came across. That's and uh, she was like, oh my God, that's so good to hear. You know, I, I wish him the best of luck or whatever. But yeah, so you're absolutely right, bro. I'm watching these. And like, when I watch them, I make sure I'm watching your videos at a time where it's like, I'm not doing anything. Like I need to hear the music, Mm -hmm. you know, the coordination you have with the video is very powerful. You have, it feels like it's just you and I on the ice Mm -hmm. for some strange reason. And I think the cameraman that you have is very official as well, because he's he's doing it very well of getting the exact movement with you when you're moving with the beat. It's just very well done. It's very artistic. It feels like I'm watching art. There's people that go and watch, like go to an art show and just look at a picture, and that mm-hmm. gives them a thousand words. Yours is coming off very artistic in a way of like you can't put it into words. It's just like a beauty for 15 seconds or 20 seconds or mm-hmm.
1: however long you know you make your video. So yeah, that and, is- and I, pre- I, I and I appreciate that. And and you know, it's like that comes from a space where you know when I'm when I'm doing these videos and I'm performing. There's nowhere else than I am, but here, mm. you know, and now, and completely connected to music, to myself, to the environment, to the ice, you know, to nature. It's like there, there there's nothing else that exists in that moment, mm-hmm. and that that's powerful, and that's something that I haven't really been able to experience before because it's like in the figure skating world, in the competitive world, there's there's so much emphasis on technique, which is great because it's you know it's it's a sport but that takes away from being able to just completely just be yeah you know
0: 100
1: and that's to me that's that that's like the, the the thing that i'm that i'm able to 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 tap into right now that i have truly been enjoying um because again it's it's it, it puts you in this state of of, of again of just being and I, I i i rarely experience that um in skating yeah, before before you made the videos
0: and stuff, um, before that video went viral, you always, you know, you made videos from before going viral, with something very similar, showing your art, showing how talented you are on ice, you know, on the ice. I have a couple questions. When I was in a park with you and we had some, you and I go through some deep talks, mm-hmm. and there was a question I always wanted to ask you. You're very grounded, right? You're you're very grounded and you're very aware. And usually in my experience, the people who are very grounded and aware are usually people who went through some painful things in life. What made you so grounded and aware and humble?
1: Um, it's a great question because I, I you know my experience, obviously everything I experienced led me to who I am now. Like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's often based in, you know, experiencing certain things. So, you know, just my, you know, my life growing up as, you know, you know, with an immigrant family, you know, my father from Africa, my mother from Russia immigrating to Canada, struggling, you know, financially and, you know, as a, you know, living in underserved communities in Canada you know, obviously just that experience alone, just, you know, puts an awareness as to, you know, how society operates and how people operate and how people interact with each other and how people experience certain things. So just being in that space, you know, already has had a huge impact for me as to what what type of things I was aware of and the things that I needed to remember, you know, as I moved through move through my journey. But, you know, within my family, like we've, we've had tremendous, you know, like difficult moments with losing, you know, my, my sister and the, uh, you know, from, uh, that died from leukemia at the age of seven. Um, and then, you know, immigrating from there, you know, leaving her in Germany, she passed away in Germany, ger- leaving from Germany, coming to Canada, um, and then, you know, living, living life with, with this, you know, this, this, this thing that surrounds your family, you know, the loss of a, of a child and a sibling is, is, is something that's, that's huge. And, um, and it has a massive impact on how, um on how people operate and how people heal and how people people's traumas and pains and it's like you know I, I saw my parents you know go through that in certain ways and I see how it affected them. But then on top of that, you know, living in a society where you know systemic oppression is a real thing. And seeing my father who you know is is one of the most incredibly intellectual human beings that i know but you know coming to canada and having to work as a truck driver because it's that's that's how the system works and um and and seeing the suffering that that he might have gone through even though he puts on a smile and says everything is good and he's happy you know i I can see the pain that 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 has gone through him and has and that my mom has has, have experienced, and then just in my in my own life as a you know as a as a young boy being a figure skater the, the the type of things that you experience from society from other boys you know um you know making fun of you and and you know constantly reminding you that it's a it's a women's sport and 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 that you know you you have to you know you, you it basically makes you want to completely let go of the things that you're passionate about the things that you want to do um and do the things that society tells you that you should do um and and that's that's just an internal that's just an internal thing that kind of goes through um goes through life and that you know and 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 the the constant reminder um, the constant reminder in people's faces even if it's in a subtle way you know of, of, of knowing that this person is judging me whether it's for my color right now whether it's for the sport that i do whether it's for you know for for for, for, for the things that i'm that i'm passionate about um you know it's it stays with you and, and my career in figure skating has been, there's a lot of ups and downs man i i i i probably had some really high lows uh, high highs but i had some deep 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 lows within within the sport you know and and my entire you know there was a time in in my life where like my entire self worth was based in um you know being in this this olympic champion and i was i based in my entire story of who i was was based around this 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 idea of of who i thought i needed to be um because of the pressure of 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 society, because of the pressure of growing up, also as a you know, as a Russian, you know, my Russian side, you know, Russians are 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 some of the best skaters in the world, and so and in that mentality, in that culture, if you're not the best, then you're wasting your time. You know, why are you even doing it? You know, so um, you know, so so having you know having my entire self worth based in that, having you know, grown up in 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 uh, again in a space where you know, in terms of what I identified with or who I was, I had no idea what that was, you know, led me then to do some deep self-reflection and sit with myself and and, and heal and try to figure out how do I create this, this, you know, this, this person, this Elijah Balde, you know, how, how do I create him and, and how do I do it in a way that, um, that can, can be based in, in, in being aware and conscious of What's happening, and, and how I impact others, and how others impact me, and and how do I operate within this 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 human form, this human life that we all that we all live in, um, is is something that I started diving deeper when I went to Africa, and and it changed my life. You know, from that point on, I I I I started really just sitting and 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 trying to figure out, you know, what it is that um that I that I can be in this lifetime, and how do how do I operate. That's awesome, man. When
0: you were going through your career, um, I did a lot of research on things that we didn't talk about. When you're going through your career, you suffered mi- major injuries, right? Like ACL injury. I saw that you had a couple of concussions. What made you, what inspired you to come back? What would you do? What, tell me, walk me through it. So you get the biggest, you get a huge injury, you get a knee injury, you go back yeah. home. Yeah. What do you, what does your day look like from that day on? Cause your day's not going to be the same. You're not going to wake up and just jump on ice. What did you do to prepare yourself mentally to be able to get back on ice? Yeah, that was a tough time
1: because up until that point in my mind, it was Superman. Nothing could hurt me. I was like, you know, everything, you know, when we're young, we're like, Mm -hmm. you know, I can do anything. Um, And so, you know, tore my ACL and then I I go to, I go um, see my physio, and it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to need surgery. And that's the year of 2010 Olympics. And uh, obviously I was still very young. I didn't really have a shot. I I mean, I could have, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily, I think what, what. Uh, what would have happened but anyways in my mind that's what i wanted to do is go to the olympics that year and now that was completely taken away from me i wasn't even going to be able to participate um to the qual at the qualifier so right away in that moment you know the, obviously there's this huge like weight that just sits on you for a second where you just like you you have to you, you have to try to understand what just happened mm-hmm. and 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 i couldn't believe for, 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 for a few minutes there, I sat there and I couldn't believe what was happening and what I was hearing. Um, I almost wanted to, to deny it as if it wasn't real. It wasn't happening. Um, but quickly, quickly it turned into, you know, okay, I have to accept this right now. I have to accept the situation that I'm in right now. I, you know, didn't choose to tore, tear my ACL. Um, but I'm in this position right now, and I have to figure out how to move forward with this. And 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 some of the, you know, some of the biggest things that I think helped me at that time was was coming to the realization that you know I needed to start controlling the things that I can control and start letting go of the things that I couldn't control. And that's where this concept this this concept kind of just started for me. And uh, and so I was like, okay, well then if I can't control, you know, obviously when I'm going to get back on the ice and all these things, well, what can I do? And then I just started working on all the things that I could do by myself because my goal was to come back stronger than before. You know, there was this quote in my head that was – constantly being you know that I was telling myself it's like come back stronger just no matter what I'm going to come back strong whatever it is that I need to do but I'm going to come back and I'm going to be better and that's that was my motivation behind it and so I, I literally just sat with myself and started thinking about what are all the things that I could do and so I started working obviously off ice with my physio of course for the first few months it's just like recovery you have to rebuild the muscles mm-hmm. and you have to make sure it's stabilized but then for the next like four months you know what, what else can I do and so I started being creative with my with my coach and we started finding ways to to continue to train my body and continue, continue to train my mind in order to stay active and 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 work on certain things that I wasn't necessarily good at so there was a time where I was allowed to get back on the ice and so I would get up I would go to the rink with my bag and I could only skate for maybe an hour or a day but what I would do is that for that whole hour I would work on all the things that I wasn't good at because I was a really good jumper I was a really 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 good jumper I could do jumps that people kids my age weren't able to do but that was the only thing that i wasn't allowed to do Mm. is jump i could do everything else but jump but then it's like i was a good jumper but everything else in my skating was bad i wasn't a good spinner i wasn't my, my stroking wasn't good my skating skills weren't good and so literally i spent months working on all the things that i was weak at and so when i did come back and i did get my jumps back well all of a sudden it's like i had this whole other realm of skills that i Mm. didn't have before and all of a sudden i was like okay this is this 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 is how you take a situation that you know that could take you down and could take you away or you could get discouraged by that's how you take a situation and actually turn it into a growing experience and Mm -hmm. that solidified this this concept for me from that point on anytime there was a failure or a moment of you know a negative event if you want to call it in that way I never saw it that way because from that point on I was like okay then what 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 can I learn from this and Mm -hmm. that's literally up to us really Mm -hmm. we could decide to just sit with it and, and 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 just accept the situation that it is and not really do much with it or we can decide to choose to grow from it we can decide to sit with it and try to figure out as much as possible what is the one thing that could be positive out of this mm. and and that was my experience with my first big 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 injury with this knee surgery and and it it you know it's something that I learned for the rest of my life and I've been applying ever since because I've had you know close to 10 concussions you know and that's so that, that's a whole other that's a whole yeah. other
0: thing you know yeah, I suffer with concussions, but football—that's a whole different beast. Yeah. Now, you—you you said something very powerful just now, and you—you—you you, um, you basically put into a story as a good example of sometimes, you know, when bad things happen to us, there's always a silver lining of an opportunity to become a better version what? of ourselves. All right?
1: Always. That's amazing. Always. That's amazing. That's huge, and I'm—I'm—I'm—I I'm, I can't like reiterate enough how important that is. Because that will, at least for me, I'm speaking about my experience, but that allowed me to grow in ways that I never would have if I didn't experience those negative things or those failures, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if if, if those events are there as an opportunity for growth, why, why not, you know, why not take why it not on? Do that? You know, yeah, why exactly. The, exactly. And it might, and it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's extremely emotionally, psychologically, physically, it's, it's not an easy thing, but if, if, if you can kind of shift that perspective and understand that there's something that can come out of this, that's actually positive, you know, th- then there's nothing that you can experience that is, is, is technically quote unquote negative.
0: That's amazing, man. That's amazing. That's why you and I used to have long talks because I I have the same type of um outlook on life you know after going through my injury. Now, when you um walked away from before we talk about walking away or retiring uh, so when you came back did you actually make it to the Olympics the next round?
1: So then so that was 2010 so I came back I struggled for a few years to kind of, you know, mentally and and emotionally, just to get back on track. Um, but I, I did come back in 2014. Um, I was on fire. I was, you know, better than ever. Um, and then, you know, the Olympic trials didn't go the way that I, I, I wanted them to. You know, I skated great. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, in in, in the short program, um, I should have placed higher. Um, just again, that's just in my in my opinion. Um, but you know, unfortunately, that year. Uh, they took top three and I came fourth. And so I didn't make it that year. And then in 2018, um, that's when I had the biggest injury of my life, which was a concussion um, that took me out for for three months right before the Olympic trials. And I had about a month to get ready for the Olympic trials. But that was, again, that was a a necessary experience because, you know, again, this whole concept of like, you know, my self-worth was based in whether I was going to make the Olympics or not. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's that, you know, that's a, that's a heavy way to live, but not only that, but that's not something you can fully control. And on top of that, that is, you know, as a human being, that doesn't define you. That mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't make you who you are as a, mm-hmm. as, as a human being. And so, you know, that, that actually that year of 2018, not making it to the Olympics um, and, and, and actually going through my injury, you know, really taught me to accept my career and be and 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 feel like i've done enough because up until that point up until that 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 injury um before the 2018 olympic trials um if i would have not made it to the olympics i still in my mind would have had a thought that you know well i just wasted 20 some years of my life in a way because again i had that 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 sense you know and again it's a conditioning I've had since I was six years old that that's what you're supposed to to think, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard to shift that, Um, but that injury really forced me to accept my career and accept me and accept that I've done enough, you know, and and be proud of what I've done. And so even before before the Olympic trials, uh, you know, I had a moment where I, I I had fully accepted that you know I didn't I didn't need to go to the Olympics in order to be successful within the sport. I didn't need to go to the Olympics um, in order to inspire other skaters to to, to to skate or inspire young black boys to pick up paired, uh, paired skates. I can do it my own way I can do it differently and this is what I'm doing now you know it took me a few years to get around it but you know I it, it, this whole concept of you know myself worth being based in that I just had to get rid of it because it's um, you know it's not real.
0: Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. It's not real at all. It's all it's all about our belief systems. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And you realize that. You realize that your beliefs cause a lot of us when we get stuck into a belief system, you yeah. get more into denial and you get to self-defensive. You don't you don't want to have the truth or anybody tell you the truth about your belief system. So we make up lies. Now exactly. when you did retire in 2018, um in 2016, 15, I had my, my football career ended a year early in college. And I had to learn on how to kill the Nate Ortiz who played football. I had to I had to learn how to kill that version of me. Um, mm-hmm. How did you go about getting rid of the figure skater version of yourself and being able to take the next step in your life? Because a lot of athletes have that have trouble on making that transition. What helped you make that transition?
1: Yeah, my transition, you know, my transition started before I even left the sport, and that's why I think I, I was able to transition um smoothly is because you know that that whole concept again of you know tying myself to this athlete i had started dissolving that mm. i had dissolving that and i started i started realizing that i was much bigger than that i was much more than that as a human being I'm much more. I, I, I my, my experience as a human being is is means so much more than just the Elijah Baldi as an athlete. Mm-hmm. So I started dissolving that as the year progressed, and I started diving deeper into you know what again what it is. Who am I as a human being in this lifetime? You know, I'm definitely not just an athlete. I'm more than that. But what is that? and so you know reflecting and sitting with myself and 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 really just you know coming to the realization that you know as as in this lifetime you know my purpose is you know is is to serve and to give back and to inspire that's 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 why i'm here and that's what fulfills me the most and so when i was in that transition of retiring you know i was already ready to get into my show career i was already ready to start diving deeper into Who I was as an artist and as a performer, Mm. and really wanting to 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 really go deeper into that part of me. And so when I started doing that transition, um, it was it 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 went somewhat smoothly because I had already in my mind, you know, who I you know who I was going to create once Mm -hmm. this this athlete phase was over what type of elijah am i going to create after that you know Mm -hmm. so that's where my that's where my transition started happening and then you started diving deeper and deeper into you know what else can i do you know what what are the possibilities that are that are here in front of me And, and 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 i would just you know sit and think about all the things that i want to do and then just start finding ways to manifest that and 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 again but that started for me you know, in letting go of 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 the 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 the, the elage athlete character and mm-hmm. start creating something that's bigger than that. And
0: after you retired, did is that when uh Battle of the Blades got in touch with you and wanted you to come on?
1: So after I retired, I actually started getting really busy with um uh, the first year, I just did tours around the world. Um, I performed in Europe, in Asia, um, in North America, but I was constantly um, jumping from one continent to another, and, and all the biggest productions um, in figure skating. So, um, so that allowed me to really, you know, uh, embrace you know this story that I want to tell as a as a performer. Um, and then the year after, yeah, the year after, Battle. Brought me on as um as an assistant choreographer, um and uh, and also as a performer in the show, and uh and 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 that was an incredible experience because you know it it started giving me you know I don't want to say the validation but the um, the understanding that you know I can I can work within that space you know mm-hmm. I can be in that space and it's and it's you know I'm I'm good enough to be in that space and I mm-hmm. and I I deserve to be in that space. And so that's kind of where this this kind of started with me. And then the year after that, they invited me as a judge, as one of the main judges in the in the show that was in in this this October. Um, and that was an incredible experience as well because it, it really it it keeps you know you know all these things that I'm experiencing is just continuing to give me their understanding that you know this is the space that I um, that I can live in. This is the space that I can be in. Mm-hmm. And so all I need to do is to con- continue to. Continue to craft this, um, you know, this ideas, th- these ideas that I have, and 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 continue to dive deeper within myself um, to, you know, to, to to continue on that journey.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You trust in the journey, man. You tr- trust exactly. the Journey. That's amazing, Absolutely. man. When did you start seeing nutrition as a key aspect of your training and the way you carry yourself? Because when I brought up nutrition when I was with you, um, hanging out in L.A. I kind of hesitate a little bit because most people don't really believe in nutrition as much right. as they should. But as soon right. as I brought it up, you like, you were right in it with me. So when, when, yeah. when did nutrition come into your life and make a difference?
1: So nutrition for me, uh, in 2015. So in 2015, um, I had a massive shift in my understanding of things um <laughs> I don't know how to how else to explain it, but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I just I, you know i just i just started understanding things on the, on a deeper level and and my awareness just starting um uh, um expanding in a lot of ways and and partly again because of my trip, my trip to Africa, and and that really changed my life in in, in a lot of ways. Um, but coming back from that, I just started wanting to be a lot more conscious of what I did and 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 how I operated in this life. And so that's when I started doing research for myself about you know about nutrition, and and I'm an athlete, and so obviously. That's one goes with the other. You you, you know you, you can't be an athlete without understanding what you put in your body. At least if you. I- you know, if if you want to if you want to perform at the highest level, you know you have to have an understanding of that. And so um, that's when I started doing research and started watching, you know, a few documentaries, reading some books. And and for me, you know, I, I started seeing a lot of athletes talk about veganism and, and talk about the the benefits um, as as an athlete. And so I started looking into that a little bit and 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 being curious as to you know how that would affect me because before that you know i i mean i grew up with an african father and a russian mother it's like meat is 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 everything that's yeah. all we ate you know i morning noon you know uh dinners like all i did was was eat meat a meal without meat didn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. um and so i started just getting curious about that and just wanting to understand it a little bit more and then at the same time i was gaining consciousness as to you know the relationship between us human beings but then us and 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 animals and the connectedness of all and and our, our our planet and and you know this this life that we live you know that you know the understanding that you know in some ways everything is connected um, and so through through you know through that journey, I, I then you know started realizing that maybe I should try this. And then I watched this one documentary that took me over the edges. It's basically you know the the ethical side of things, and and you know and uh, the way that uh, things are produced, you know, animal are produced here in North America and in the Western world just for the consumption of of, of meat is just um, purely dis- disgusting. There's no other mm-hmm. word to describe. Um, mm-hmm. how disgusting it is and, 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 and brutal. And so when I, I remember when I watched that and, you know, watching, you know, the videos of you know what happens within, um, you know, within mass, uh, those, those massive farms um, that took me over the edge. And I, I decided at that point that I was going to, I was going to try it out. And it's crazy how it changed my career. Like, it's mm-hmm. insane. Like for me personally, it's like within, you know, in figure skating, the thing is like, As an athlete, you have to be extremely powerful, but you have to be as light as possible. Mm. So, you know, for us jumpers, it's like, because you have to have power to explode, right? And to get the height that you need. But then rotation depends on your weight and depends on how big you are. So the thinner you are, the smaller you are and the less you weigh, you no, know, the easier it is to rotate fast. And the speed of rotation is extremely important in whether you're gonna succeed in a jump or not. Yes, height is important, but speed of rotation is even more important. And then the close the the, the, the closer you are to your center, the easier it is to 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 not lose balance in the air and stay yeah. you know, on your on your center in your axis. And then landing a jump is like, you know, when we land a jump, we're about three times our weight. And so the lighter you are the easier it is to land a jump. And so when you have eight of them to do in a four minute program, well, you're much less tired when you're done with those eight jumps than if you weigh, you know, 10 pounds more, you know, so at the time I was 170 pounds. And that's pretty big for a figure skater, you don't see figure skaters at 170 pounds, and I couldn't lose weight. I I, I wasn't fat, but I Mm -hmm. was just, I was strong, I was thick. Um, And so I then tried, you know, for three weeks, my first three weeks of, of, of eating vegan, and I had lost 15 pounds. And it was all, you know, it wasn't, I, I hadn't lost power, I was as powerful as I was before. But I shed just layers uh, that I didn't that I didn't need for the sport that I was doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my jumps were lighter, my cardio was better, my recovery was better. And all these things started realizing I was like, Okay, well, at this point, it's clear to me that that's, that's my path for, you know, uh, as an athlete and, you know, it's been five and a half years now and, and I'm still feeling really good. And, and, um, you know, and I, I went through a phase where I did, you know, struggle and, you know, meat was, was very hard to say no to, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, but now, you know, half a, half a decade later, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good and, and, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to have taken, you know, that journey because I. I feel good and and I feel good about, you know, the way that I, um, you know, just m- my, yeah, I guess my, my karma in this world.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. One thing I I went down the same journey. Um, I probably, at like 21, 22 years old when I did a, a bunch of research on nutrition and came to find out how, uh, conventional farms are in America. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only is it wrong to the animal, but it's also wrong wrong to the consumer because when you eat the food, it is very uh, sick. The animal is very yeah. sick and uh, the animal had high levels of cortisol um yeah. and adrenaline when they ate the animal and you put that into your blood and then you make your body like that as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, and the energy too. It's like those are they're they're living beings, you know, they have energy. One hundred percent so so the, the way that they live as well, mm-hmm. you know their emotional state you know has that everything you know, to do meaning, with it yeah
0: Yeah, when you eat eat it. That. Yeah, exactly
1: because yeah. exactly. you're so
0: w- one thing that i did is i in uh, 2000 i say 15 16 i i tried to go vegan um my body won't allow me to if i can go vegan yeah. i will go vegan i my yeah. body just won't allow me to um
1: yeah
0: my body literally but my body won't allow me like if i put conventional meat into my body i feel that yeah. immediately right. so i invest a lot of money into a farm that's located in pennsylvania um okay. that had uh, basically five generations they're on the fifth generation of the farm and okay. not only does the animal eat properly and it lives properly a good life but when it's time for them to uh you know kill the animal they yeah. kill it in a respectful peaceful way right um and um you know i'm not religious or anything but i do know the scientific uh, measurements behind that and the importance It's huge so i invest a lot of money into what i eat and people think i'm crazy about you know you know uh, investing that much money into my food but it changed my life i lost 100 pounds um, For sure. i have more energy than anything i was my whole life i had add anger issues yeah. i don't have those things anymore so right. um,
1: but that's a, that's beautiful that you yeah. you summed that up and i think and i think it's huge because you know if i take in comparison in, uh, in Africa. So my dad grew up in a small village in the mountains. And, um, and when I went there, um, you know, I realized that what they eat is part of nature. And they have around 200 cows that freely roam around the entire mountain, they have goats, they have chickens, and it's, you know, the animals live a completely different life than uh, the animals that we see in, in um, in the farming that we see in in the, in the Western world, and if you think about that, it's like my grandfather li- lived ninety nine years. Wow. Ate meat. Yeah. You know, but 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 it's 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 different. You know, it was it's a different. completely different environment. It's yeah. a different environment, and also it's like you know you can say that you know they're in the mountains, and so the air is 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 cleaner, and you know, and all these reasons, but. Uh, you know his his brother is 104 and still alive. Wow. You know, and 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 his entire family, everyone that's there in the village, they live way well in their 90s and their hundreds. You know, so that's a testament of, of you know the quality. You know, mm. the if, if if you do if you do eat meat and like yourself, you know, if it's something that your body doesn't allow you to do, you know, then be conscious of what you're putting in in your body or what type of of, of meat you put in your body because if 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 it's an animal that you know, that, like you said, that you know, if, it, if it's a farm that invests that type of energy mm-hmm. um, within that space, then, then, then it's the different, uh, of course, it's a, it's a different thing. And I personally, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't go back to eating meat, but, mm-hmm. you know, but I understand, you know, for, 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 for some people, it's, it's, you know, it, physically, biologically, yeah, biologically yep. possible, you know? Yep.
0: Well, that's amazing that you, you found that and um, you got, and you stuck to your guns, you know, because when you come across certain people that follow a certain diet, you will be judged, um, you know, when, like for example, even me eating meat in it, but it has to be 100% clean, grass fed and things. People are like, right. oh, this guy's crazy. Even mm-hmm. my water, I have to drink the best of the best water, you know, and mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to wear cotton, you know, when I work. So people, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I became bougie, bro. Yeah. <laughs> With bougie in <F-A> here. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I have a few questions left, man. I'm, I'm going to let Let's you go. Um, Let's do it. One of the last questions I want to ask you is how did you meet Michelle?
1: Mm. So, yeah, so it, it's very interesting because we met in Switzerland. Um, so she lived in LA. She's from Calgary, lived in LA for, for, for a decade. Um, I'm from Montreal, never really been to LA, um, never really been to Calgary, but we met in Switzerland on a tour called um, Art on Ice so it's this uh it's it's the biggest production in the skating world right now um with uh you know they have artists that have backup dancers and skaters and acrobats and all these things and so michelle was one of the skaters and i was one of the um one of the um michelle was one of the dancers i was, dancers. I was about to say i don't know yeah. about that <laughs> i mean she's starting to learn how to skate she's i mean she skated when she was a kid um mm. but we're we're diving deeper into uh into into skating for her but anyway so yeah so we met in we met in switzerland and um you know the the biggest one of the biggest shifts in my life happened. You know when I met her, um, and you know that 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 moment that we met too was um, one of the most incredible things I have ever experienced um, in my lifetime. And and you know she's she's through these four years. You know we just celebrated our four years together. Um, you know we she's given me the 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 strength and the understanding that, um, that I'm enough and that I can believe in my dreams and that I can achieve my dreams. Cause for the longest time, again, it's like, you know, I didn't truly believe, um, deeply in the things that I could do, even though I wanted to do them, you know, there's like this faint little voice, this faint little thing that tells you that, you know, no, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and that can be very, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's on a, you know, in a lot of ways for me, it was on a subconscious level. And so she's helped me unlock this, this belief in myself. And if it wasn't for her, you know, none of these things, in my opinion, would be happening because I, 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 I you know, she's allowed me this, she held the space for me. um, And she held the support for me that I needed um to, uh to believe in myself in those ways and to make all these things happen for me. So um yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're growing, we're, uh, we're, we're getting to, we're continuing to get to know each other. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful relationship and I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful to have met her in my life. Cause it, it, it truly, truly deeply changed my life.
0: Well, when I first met you guys, um, the way I saw the bond between you two reminded me so much of Rhea and I, and I was yeah. like, they, and I, I felt like, um, that's why it was very key for me to ask you that question. Cause I felt like she was with you during the transition from being a pro skater yeah. to becoming who you are today. And, um, because I re and I met when I was going from a football player, you know, the cool guy on campus to like, right. okay, now I now have to be this coach or this speaker. And, um, and, and, and you, the way you spoke about Michelle reminds me of how Re made me feel as well. So that's beautiful man. And now you yeah. both are engaged, which is even more yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. And we're waiting for the whole, of course, you know, thing of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, You gotta wait. You gotta
0: wait. And last question I want to ask you, man. Um, you've been great. You've been amazing. You made my life a lot easier to have all these questions here and you, you answering them as you continue to go, which is beautiful. Right. Um, how do you think this uh, social media, um, has, you know, the trending video you have, and now you have this following, how did it change your life now? If it did, how?
1: Yeah. Um, it definitely changed my life on an external level a lot, um, just mm-hmm. in terms of um inquiries and and, and people wanting to to collaborate and, and and things like that. But I think the way that for me it really you know it, it changed my life in a way that it's given me an opportunity uh, and a platform to continue to share what I want to share. Point and simple. It's yeah. like uh, before that, I, I you know I was already I was already in a space where you know I was sharing what I was thinking and I was and maybe not on social media. That's the thing is I was doing it very in real life, um, very openly with with my people in life and and just connecting in those ways. Um, but on social media, it, it was never a platform that I I thought I would use. I wanted to, but I wasn't sure if I if I if I was going to. But again, it's like once I decided I was going to do it, you know, then this platform just kind of came to me. And, and, and now I, I am just so motivated to continue to share my message, continue to inspire, continue to, you know, to, 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 to send love and light and, and just positivity and, um, and and you know, remind people that they're great. Just just remind people that you know they're they're awesome, and all of us we're awesome, and we can be awesome. And there's nothing wrong in 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 believing and in wanting to to be awesome. You know, and and I, I just I just want to continue to remind you know everyone of, of their greatness.
0: You know, I think it would be awesome if you can actually give these little messages out, man. You're very well spoken. And it comes from a deep level of consciousness and love, and mm-hmm. I think like like if someone would have woke up to that message on their Instagram story, it would have been amazing. It's true. So that, maybe it's that's another step, you know. That you know, it's the next, yeah, the next thing. And then yeah. right after you saying something like that, you just skate back slow motion, <laughs>
1: <laughs> then throw well, a backflip.
0: Right, right, in a backflip, which is insane, bro. Which is insane, but. I just want to thank you for taking the time, man, to coming on this podcast. I've been talking very highly to you about you to a lot of people that I know um, that had reposted your videos or um, that came across and actually just sh- try to show me the video. I'm like, bro, I know this guy. Like, I know this dude, you know, man. right? And and <laughs> and I I spoke so highly of you, and I'm like, you know, you got to get to know him a little more. Um, and in my mind, I felt that about you when I first met you before this whole thing even happened, you know. And I'm like this guy's such an amazing soul. I just got to get, my goal is to bring people like you on Be Great With Nate because you said something mm-hmm. that you want to make videos because you want to remind people that they're great. And that's one thing that I yeah. want to do too. And we're we're not perfect. We're all on a journey together to try to grow and to become the best version of ourselves, right? So yeah. I think you're a perfect example of, you know, uh, turning pain into, you know, into beauty, um, taking hard situations and making something out of them and being an inspiration to a lot of people. And you you had a perfect guest on the show, so thank you for taking the story. So and
1: so are you, man. So are you. Thank you, thank you, yeah, man. man. I'm I'm hugely inspired by you, and I, I I cherish our friendship, and I you know I look forward to um you know to keep connecting with you because you're you're a beautiful soul and a beautiful man, and I um I appreciate you a lot, man. Thank
0: you, brother. Appreciate that, man.